You are listening to Navigating Life, the podcast where we talk about life with your host, Cliff Aguirre. Today on Navigating Life, I'll be talking to Mary Daisley, author of the book, Voices Said That's Not Mary. We'll be discussing her book and her story about growing up with a mentally ill mother. She'll also give some advice for others who find themselves living with a mentally ill parent. Here's my interview with Mary. So welcome, Mary. Thank you for having me, Cliff. So tell my listeners about your book. Um, well, basically, it is uh, eighth grade and ninth grade when my mother's mental illness hit a, we'll say, a crescendo or a high point. Uh, it started with her having hysterical paralysis and then kind of continues through her downward spiral. This is something that everything I talk about are, are the episodes that are kind of seared into my memory. So, you know, it's not just all about her having hysterical paralysis. It kind of moves into other things. So when did you start writing this book? I started writing this book in the year 2000 and I needed a cathartic release for a lot of the stuff that had happened to me when I was a child. My parents were still alive. They passed in 2002. Uh, but in 2000, I really felt that I needed a way to move forward. And the best way to move forward is to dump some of the stuff that was in my rearview mirror. I've actually read the book, and I find it actually fascinating and eye-opening. And actually, I felt like I was there with you because of your clear descriptions of all of the events. I could like picture it. It was very, very powerful. Thank you. So you have an interesting title for your book, Voices Said, That's Not Mary. I wonder if you wanted to explain to the listeners why you chose that title. Well, it's a kind of a two-part answer. And when you read the book, there's the night visits that I would get where my mother would come in and would open the door, turn on the lights and stare at me. And, you know, this would happen, you know, once, you know, three times a week, almost got, got to the point where it was every night. And... I never knew what was going on, but the look on her face was not good. And I would just go, if she kills me, she kills me. I just would roll over and put my back towards her. So if I didn't see her coming as an adult, and I think it was in the year 2000, I had visited my parents and my boyfriend went with me and my mother said, I want to talk to you. So we went into the kitchen and she said, I want to tell you something. Those nights that I would go in and 
look at you at night. I want to explain that. And what happened was I'd be upstairs in bed and this is, you know, I'm in high school and the voices would say, Mary's gone. She snuck out. And she would fight that for a while until she couldn't. And then she would go upstairs and look at me. And she would then battle with the voice. That's not Mary. That's my Mary. That's not Mary. And it's a really strong title. It's a very realistic. It really did happen. But it proves the point with schizophrenia and the voices of how tortured she really was. The look on her face as she's battling the voices. I mean, she looked bizarre, uh, you know, tortured or malevolent or whatever, uh, as she's doing this internal battle that I have no idea. And I just turned my, my back to her because I, I can't watch her. Uh, it was kind of scary. And it was scary for her. So that's why I've always felt strongly calling the book, The Voices Said That's Not Mary. And I saw in your book that you added recent reflections after each chapter, and I was curious why you did that. For a couple of reasons. Um, one, real time had passed, and I was, I'm in my 50s now, and looking back at it is very different from when I started writing it in 2000. I also needed to add content, believe it or not, because it was such a potent but short story as it was without any added content. And I just did not feel strong enough, as in pulled strong enough uh, or strongly to uh, to add more. Um, I didn't want to add more years. I didn't want to add my adulthood. This, this particular story needed to be early adolescence girl's story, not what had happened and then taken over by the rest of her life. It, it's her own story. I understand that um, through the years is added information Is that another reason why you expanded upon the book? Because you discovered more family information? Yes. Um, I was at my cousin Lisa's bridal shower. And my cousin-in-law, still cousin, uh, Jan had come over to me and she goes, I just think you need to know this. And told me that the story about my mother before she married my father, uh, that she would work, save up a bunch of money, and then she would kind of stay in her room smoking cigarettes, drinking coffee, and reading dime novels. And she would just do that till she ran out of money. And then she would get up, go work, and do the same thing. I was absolutely flabbergasted. I mean, this was 
in 2019 and I'm finding this stuff out in my 50s. My parents had already been gone. I mean, if you didn't want to tell me while they were alive, you know, maybe when they were past would have been a good time. <laughs> um, it's it's just one of those things where I really don't know what people were thinking, but keeping this stuff away from people is wrong in so many levels. In the book, you were saying that you thought it was wrong that they were hiding some things from you when you were a child. That is true. I found out instead of being at my aunt and cousin's on the other side of the family, on my father's side of the family, my aunt and cousins, for six weeks, I was there for about a year and a half. My cousin, Kathy, spoke of this to me at her mother-in-law's wake that I had went to. I find out all this really interesting, juicy stuff at family gatherings. Um, and she promised to meet with me and talk to me about it. That still hasn't happened, and, you know, no harm, no foul. Uh, I wish she will, but, um, you know, I still have yet to get more specific information. My mother had gone in at the time when I was around 18 months or so in for a hysterectomy. Kathy had said that she had real postpartum depression or what we would have now called postpartum depression, and just wasn't able to take me back. So my aunt raised me for about a year and a half with my two cousins and her family, and it explains a lot about my mother's dynamic with my aunt. It also explains why I always felt safe with my aunt, Again, I wish somebody was telling me these things. Wait till my parents die. That's fine. But, you know, why am I just finding these things out? You know, secrets can be a really bad thing. Not only um, my secrecy of not telling people that my mother was mentally ill, the stain on the family, the uh, stigma of mental illness. But, I mean, I could have maybe found some people that had the same issues I did, and I could have been better friends with them. Who knows? Going as a child and trying to keep this huge secret, kind of like children of alcoholics keeping the secret, that's a heavy burden. Um, so secrets, secrets from me, secrets I've kept, secrets all around, not a very good thing. It's been 20 years since you started writing the book. What made you decide to publish the book now? I feel it was its complete unit now with adding the information. And I actually waited to see if my cousin... Kathy would meet with me 
she chose not to. So I just said, okay, you know, May 1st is the beginning of mental health awareness month. I, I think it was time, really, just it was time. There's so much going on with mental health awareness, and there needs to be a lot more because it's still in the closet. We need to bust open the door. What are you hoping my listeners will learn from reading your book? I was a child that was the words outwardly calm tend to be words that utilize are kind of significant for me. Um, I kept everything internal and had headaches and stomach issues and things like that that manifested itself physically. If there is a child in a situation with a mentally ill parent, I will beg, borrow, and plead for someone to have that child evaluated. Evaluation, even if there may be nothing much going on with the child then, that's fine. Have them evaluated again in another year or two. But at least an evaluation. See if there's any underlying current going on in that child. I had great grades. Uh, I did exactly what I was supposed to do. I graduated, we'll say, eighth grade, went into ninth grade. I was um, confirmed. And I had all of these, no outward signs that there were issues. That was furthest from the truth. But again, that was what presented. And I guess no one thought that I may need needed to talk to somebody. I may needed an evaluation. I may needed more attention. Yes, all the attention went to my mother. My mother was the victim of her mental illness. The poor thing suffered. And attention did need to be given to her. But as a child or even a teenager, I needed help. I didn't scream I needed help, but I needed help. So I I feel very strongly that... And a bare minimum, an evaluation needs to be done. And watch the child. So you're hoping that your book will help others? Very much so. Good. And where can listeners uh, buy your book? They can um, buy my book at Amazon for Kindle. And it is called The Voices Said. That's not Mary, and you do need to use the quotation marks. Um, I'm sure there'll be a link. We'll put a link below this. Terrific. Mary Daisley is the author. And where can they contact you if they have any questions? They can contact me at my email, and that is Mary, M-A-R-Y, dot... Daisley, 
D-A-I-S-L-E-Y 1-8 at gmail.com. Also, I was curious, is there going to be any more books in the future? Uh, yes. Working on a, a second memoir, more of the adult dealing with uh, someone who deals with fibromyalgia and depression and anxiety, along with being a highly intuitive person. And that will be my second book talking about the differences between intuition and we'll say a a psychosis. So many people, it is rumored or is partially known, people who were intuitive in the 1920s, 30s were institutionalized when they said they saw something or heard something or things like that. And they were actually very gifted mediums or psychics. With that said, there is a big, a very fine line between people who have psychosis or who are psychotic and people who are psychic. So, Will this also include anything about how you uh, processed all of the past stuff as an adult? It will. It will. Um, I'm a very pragmatic person, so, you know, I take things as they come. And I think part of my learning process as a child of a mentally ill person or mother um, is to make me pragmatic and take things as they come. I am, I like the person I am and I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be the person I am if I hadn't gone through that. That has made me strong and independent. That has made me persevere and you know, I wouldn't have learned those skills or honed them quite as well if I hadn't gone through that. So, Well, after reading uh, this book, Voices Said This Is Not Mary, I'm actually looking forward to your next book because uh, this was so captivating. I'm sure the next one's going to be just as good. So. Thank you. So you have this motto, this quote that's in the beginning of your book, and I was curious why you have it. I guess my motto in life, which is the motto at the beginning of the book, is it is what it is, but it'll be what I make of it. And that's kind of how I see life. Life throws things at you. Your decisions don't pan out. It is what it is. But what am I going to make out of this? What is the best case scenario can I make out of this? And that's kind of what I see this book doing. Also, parts of my life are like that. You know, it is what it is. Let's see what I can do with it. And it's less lemons and lemonades. It's more practicality. So thanks for being on this episode of Navigating Life. It was good talking to you. Talking to you. That was my guest, Mary Daisley, talking about her book, Voices Said That's Not Mary. You can buy her book on Amazon.com. The link will be listed below. 
Follow the Navigating Life podcast to hear more future shows. So thank you for listening.